Yeah, here. We're fine. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the very first Get in the Garage album draft. Welcome, Jeffrey May. Hello. Welcome, Luke Roberge. Hi. Are you guys ready? Sure. Oh, I'm ready. For the baby. album draft. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. Let's get it going here. Uh, yeah, so we decided to do something fun this go around. Oh, I almost just dialed 911. <laughs> <laughs> Stop with the. Stop calling. This oh was your God. idea. This is a, Mike's like, such a crash Mike's and like, burn. Oh, I put some Mike cool like like draft music in there. Yeah, well, this there you go. Happens, we, have it, we have it going <laughs> to I shit. I think that is the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> it might have been. Hey, it was it was the public domain. Pirates okay. of the Bahamas. The Listen, we don't have off. a big budget here, so we have to go with public domain stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, someone anyway. explain what we're doing here. Yeah, we're doing. Okay, so we decided to do something fun. Uh, there's three of us. We do something fun every week. Just yeah, it's always something fun. But uh, this week we decided to uh, do an album draft. Yeah, of the Beatles' White Album. There are 30 tracks on the album. There are three of us. Uh, so we're gonna like try to build our ideal Beatles album. The three of us individually. However, ten have, tracks each. We have specific uh, pick orders, so uh, it probably won't go the way that we want it to go. So it should be very interesting. And we'll talk about the album itself while we're, you know, uh, while we're making our picks and stuff. So, yeah, some background for anybody who doesn't know: the Beatles' White Album is actually called "The Beatles" by the Beatles, released in 1968, uh, November 21st, I think, 1968. The Beatles. It was their first double album. It's their ninth album. Uh, I consider it their tenth album, maybe at times, because the Magical Mystery Tour was released right before this. But that's really an EP with some soundtrack stuff added to it. But it's their ninth studio album. Um, the bulk of the songs were written while they were on a retreat in India. The Transcendental Meditation Ashram with, what was it? what's his name? Maharishi Mahesh Yogi? There you go. Right? Sounds good. Yeah. Um, so this was kind of the album that the four members started kind of branching out even further. There's a lot of songs on this album that are... Maybe not a lot, but there's a few songs on this album where it's really just one person playing everything on the song. Um, and this album had a lot of tumult. There was a lot of discord in the band. Ringo Starr threatened to leave the band, and I think he did for a couple weeks during the recording. Oh, how sad. <laughs> if if he had left, we wouldn't have the great track he provided. There's also a uh, non-Ringo drummed song on here. Which Is one, there? Luke? <clears throat> Back in the USSR. Yeah, huh? oh. Paul Opening McCartney. Song. Ringo's like, I'm, I'm no commie. Fact, fact. Um, so we're going to talk about all the fun facts and opinions and pseudoscience and talk out of our ASS at times. But, mm. you know, this will be fun. We're our ASSR. Oh. We selected our order. That was great. We were going to do the the pick selection on 
the podcast. However, it was too confusing for us to do, so we did it before we started recording. Listen, I understood what you meant after the fact. <laughs> Jesus. I'm never going to hear the end of that. Um, but the order today, we're going to do snake draft style. So I will have pick one. Mike will have pick two. Luke will have pick three and four. Back to Mike, number five. Back to me, number six. So on and so forth. Yeah. Until we finish. 30 tracks, 10 tracks each. We'll see who ends up with the best album at the end. Yeah. All right. Are we ready? Jeffrey, first pick. Let's get it going. Also, when you announce it, can you just say, Team Jeffrey would like to select. With the first pick in today's (laughs) album draft. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first White Album Draft Pick. We've got Jeffrey Why May. Why didn't you do that for the intro? First, I know. Yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> this is Bob Costas. First no. pick. No, it's not Bob Costas. He's Greek, by the way. I, I will explain my strategy. <laughs> Maybe we should all explain our strategies before we take our first pick. Oh, okay. right. I like or, this. Yeah. Or I'll explain mine, you know, take my pick, then Mike will explain his. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so what I did was I listened to this album a few times, past week and a half or so, and I grouped the songs into categories. Love. Like, okay, meh, and hate. <laughs> uh, there's about eight songs in the love, like, okay, and then there's four songs in the meh and hate each. Um, okay. So with the first pick in today's album, Draft, I select track number seven, a song by George Harrison called While My Guitar Gently Oh, Rocks. ladies and gentlemen. Oh, very well. Well done. Thank you, thank you. Well done. He'll... It'll be a great uh, addition to our franchise. That's that's a great first pick right there. That's a gold wow. first pick. Wow, that was the one. That's... And uh, you know what comes with that pick is a uh, is a side player. You also get the assistance of Eric Clapton. Oh yes, oh, you do. Yes, <laughs> yes. So you got Clapton. Bundle. You get Clapton in the midst of his uh, obsession with George Harrison's wife. So <laughs> there you go. Purposely playing a very <laughs> warbly Beatles style lead guitar solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which. Doing you know. coke off of knives <laughs> and just it's like a psycho. Um, to to explain my pick, I love that song. I think it is um, the lyrics. I really really enjoy um, the mood of it. I really really like. It's just listen to the song, man. That's that's a song where I really don't know if I need to explain, but it is an incredible song. So. I'll leave it just at that. Yeah, that's. I mean, that song kind of stands for itself. Like, um, okay. Well, my method to do this was basically I constructed uh, three separate lists. So I have like my A list of ten, my B list of ten, and my C list of ten. Um, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this as a like as an idea, just because like I was telling you guys earlier. I, I mean, the Beatle, the White Album is not my go-to Beatles album. I'm definitely like an Abbey Road, Revolver, Rubber Soul kind of guy. So it was interesting to listen back to it. Um, And what's funny is, like, a couple days ago, Jeff and I were talking about it, and I was like, yeah, I'm definitely more of a McCartney guy. Like, but then, But then what's interesting is that going back to the White Album, I re-listened to the whole thing, and I found that I actually prefer a lot of the Lennon songs over the McCartney songs on the White Album. I think Mm. as a whole, I prefer McCartney... Like in terms of their whole catalog, but um, but I really enjoyed the Lennon tracks, and I guess for my first uh first pick, uh, this might be yeah, it might be like a little bit of a out of so, left field. Wait, what was your what was your strategy? My strategy was let's hear this. Well, I just said oh, I just I made three separate lists of ten. Oh, okay, I have my A okay. list, my B list, and my C list. I missed this. I'm sorry. That's okay. He's on heavy Novocaine from yeah, the guys, dentist. This I just yeah, came from Luke the just dentist. went to the dentist. He's a little uh, loopy. Um. 
Crentist was his dentist name. Maybe that's why he became a dentist. <laughs> so I think for my first pick, I might. Uh, this might be a little bit. You know, uh, I'm gonna go with happiness as a warm gun. Oh, stab me in the heart! Why was that one of yours? I should have taken it first. Yeah. Oh my I god! I thought I'd be left. That's like no. That's not even close. It's my, my favorite list. Beatles song of all time. Ah, Is it? I didn't even know that. I was, I was hoping it would be like the Kobe Kobe Bryant dropping in number thirteen because everyone goes. Eh, I mean, like it has a lot of potential, but you know, we'll see if it. Pays I, no, baby, it I is love that fucking song. My favorite Beatles song of all time. Yeah. God really? damn it, love it. I love the melancholic. Uh, just like uh, that's what I think that that's what I like a lot about most of the Lennon songs on this album. I love just kind of this like rainy day melancholy kind of like dreamy sort of vibe that that Lennon tends to have. I mean, McCartney gives you like the nice warm hug that's, in his songs, but the that's Lennon my stuff... least favorite Lennon song on Whoa. the on the record. I think interesting, oh, yeah, interesting. Like why, why? Why do you... I like I like Bungalow Bill more than I like. I mean, I like, bu- I like <laughs> Bungled Bill, Bungled Bill, Bungle Blow Bill. Um, <laughs> what? So wait a minute. Why do you not? You just you're not into it. I mean, it's okay. It's just not like I don't know. Oh, I love it. It's like the weird odd time signatures. It's that's why I don't like it. It has like a hazy really? beginning, and then it goes into the like cut time thing that has yeah. like the soul background yeah. stuff. Uh, God damn it! <laughs> it was number right. one on my list. I feel I good about this. My then. Heart. I feel good about this. All I, right. I cool. knew if I didn't take cool, cool, cool. If I didn't take while well, my guitar, that would be gone. By yeah, it was. I, if you didn't pick it, I would have picked it. God so damn it! All right, so I get two picks here. Uh, you get two, two picks back to back. But tell us your strategy. My strategy was I made. Made just one list and then uh wild card from there i'm going just uh emotional i've listened to it a lot so you know i feel like i have a good a good working knowledge okay so like I'm, I'm going wild card all right so let's hear it then i What's get two your, picks your here? first pick is this how this goes yeah do the first talk about it and then do the second okay so my first pick is gonna be uh like probably my favorite song on here for a long time once i uh Really like I don't know you know like the first time you really start like deep diving the record and you're like oh okay like you start getting the vibe a bit more like you listen to the middle of it more and yeah. the end of it more. Um, I like once I got to like the middle period like heavily I was like oh uh, Martha my dear is one of my favorite songs. Oh excellent! So that's what I'm taking. You know for Martha my dear? Yeah. Okay. Right. You want to give some background to that song? I just uh, I feel like it's very like vaudeville. Um, and it's got like a, when the drums kick in on it, it's it like gets so tight and like really actually like rock and power poppy a little bit. It, but like the verse is like super like vaudeville. Um, it kind of sounds like Lady Madonna a little bit, like if that's a, like a McCartney song to compare mm-hmm. it to. Um, but it's got this great like tight drum section with the guitar in the middle, and it's just great. Perfect, a perfect choice for Luke, a man who named his his. His musical projects after his cat Julius. Yeah, <laughs> Martha, my dear, a song written about Paul McCartney's sheepdog Martha. Really? Yes. I did not know this. Yes. Oh my gosh! Thanks for blowing my mind, Martha. <laughs> Please don't leave me. Oh man, I That's love great, it. It's a great song. Yeah, it was like probably mid. It was probably number ten or something out of my thirty. So okay. I'm gonna go uh, pick number four. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm gonna yin and yang it here. Um, the my other first pick is gonna be uh, Dear Prudence. Oh yeah, the John I'm, Lennon. Song. I like Dear Prudence. Um, it's got a great bass line. Boom boom dum 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 dum. Um, I love those like descending. 
and like the finger picking style on the you know, it's just great and um i love like how the the song is written about somebody uh that was at the like ashram area where they were that somebody yeah. prudence farrow younger sister of actress mia farrow I, okay. did a, I did a lot of research. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Somebody had to. Je- Je- I'm, like, I'm like, I think this is right. And Jeff's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, my thoughts on that song, um, I think that's one of those songs that, as I listen to this album a few times this the past couple of weeks, and I tried to listen to it on shuffle more because I usually listen to it linear- linearly. Yeah, yeah. Prudence, I think it's number it's track two on the whole thing. Yeah. So I've heard it a billion times, but after I listen to it, I'm like, maybe the reason I liked it was because I just happened to hear it a billion times. As you know, like in contrast to like the last five songs, I basically almost never listened to the last five songs on this thirty. Yeah, tracks. same, same. Um, so Prudence for me was higher, but then as I gave more and more listens, it dropped because of that. I also love the drum fills in like at the end where he's doing like the heavy crashes mm. and it's got the crazy like like vocal harmony, like or vocals like coming in and out mm. in, the, in the stereo. I, I really, it, the bass line really, and if you listen to the uh, newly remastered version mm. by, uh, is it Giles? Uh Yeah. I don't know. It came out two years ago. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. the new remastered one. Um, the bass in that song is remastered like so fat mm. and heavy. He and it's, like ugh, this so is good. Uh, this is Rickenbacker era. Highly recommended. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Rick like Rickenbacker uh, McCartney. Yeah, yeah. In studio. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, sure, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he used the Hoffner on a couple tracks, and I think there are. This album features. I looked it up, but it's in the ether now. I I believe he used um, a jazz bass on like two songs on this album, which are oh, like yeah. the rare some of the rare times he used a different type of bass besides the Rick and the Hoffner. Yeah, right, right. Huh. Good picks, very Luke picks. Good yeah. picks. Um, well, okay. So since my last pick, I did that. You know, uh, happiness is a warm gun. I think I'll try to maybe go with something. Ah, uh, shoot. Um, I think I'm going to go with I Will. Great choice. Just because, like, I don't know, same thing, man. Like, like I said earlier with McCartney, like, I just... His songs, just like Blackbird on here, too, like, they just... It, he's got such a beautiful, warm sort of melody kind of way. You know what I mean? Like, his melodies are always just that kind of, like, really, like, oh, nice. You know, it's just such... Yeah. Great songwriting. Um, so yeah, I will. I mean, that's another tune that's probably like a pretty pop. What? <laughs> no, no. You were like, he's got such beautiful melodies, and then just right in my head with like "Store Damn Rocket Raccoon." Listen, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes you, know you gotta be I'm a saying. guy from Liverpool singing like you're from Texas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so you okay? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you feel like uh, it's like his dear prudence thing where you heard Blackbird? Do you like Blackbird less than I will? Or because you you've, you've well, heard you must, Black Man? You pick Blackbird. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Have you have you heard Blackbird too many times? Because like I think I've heard Blackbird way too many times. So yeah. you're like appreciate Definitely. I will better. I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, I think I will is a popular song, but not on the on the scale that blackbird is because black like everybody knows blackbird you know what i mean i mean i think a lot of Some people, people know, even know how to play it uh, not me <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so bad is like i half ass knew it and then i forgot most of it so now, now i you're quarter assing it. yeah i'm quarter assing it and i play it and i play it wrong on purpose 
but also it's like also every guitar player knows like it's the that one thing you play every time you pick up a guitar like you usually play like this riff or something it's like yeah everyone does it you play like one thing it's a good mike always half plays blackbird that he doesn't (laughs) remember how to play i don't know why he does it i don't know it's a good song to play and constantly remind yourself how out of tune g strings constantly are (laughs) yeah right right um uh yeah yeah i I, I like i will it's that's a great like you know i think it's two minutes and ten seconds or whatever it's it's a perfect melody it's the bass is vocal bass it's him going doom, 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 which is why it's kind of like shaky and weird sounding um that's a song that my high school choir sang yeah. so i think that's what i have a big attachment to that song because we sang that as you know the chamber choir the group of like 16 singers and yeah um yeah i love that song great pick yeah jeffrey on to you i'm glad it's still here i didn't know when it would be taken I'm I'm still bitter about happiness is warm gun being taken. <laughs> However, my number three gotcha. over my number three overall is still on the board, and maybe I love it because I've heard it so many times. But this song is absolutely a monster. Sound effects, background harmonies, l- like little crazy things. Jet airliner happening the whole time. I'm taking the opening track, back in the USSR. Oh, uh, it's such a jam though. Such a jam. It's such a good jam. I love back in the USSR. A Paul McCartney with slight assistance from Mike Love, my least favorite Beach Boy, who helped, who was also on the <laughs> everyone's <retreat>. least favorite <laughs> Beach Boy. I'd say I'd agree with that one. Um, yes. So back in the USSR is my second pick. I also like how it is like it does take from California Girls with the you know whatever, but it also like mocks yeah, it mocks it at right. the same time, which is like it's. Mm. I love like, it. Mike Love's like, you should use this. And they're like, yeah, you, whatever. We're going to really use it. But like. And the wordplay, man. I mean, like, the Moscow girls really knock me out. I love, I love, and Georgia's always on my mind, my mind, my mind. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, it's a, it's, I love that song. All right. My next pick, my third pick today. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with my gut. I think, I think my, I, I'm going to go with number four on my overall list. I might I might regret not taking my number five because I feel like num- my number five will be snatched up before I get back another pick. However, I'm gonna put go with what my list is. Stick to my stick to the big board. Stick it. Don't deviate. I'm going with my number four on the list. The fourth track on the whole album. Another song. Lots of different moments of sound effects and harmonies and instrumentation that is unusual, at least for you know four white guys from England. Obla di obla da. Yeah? Yeah, man. That was low on my list. Oh. Of the famous, explain, explain. The famous John I, Lennon just, hatred. It, for me, yeah, for me, it's just a little, uh, I don't know. It's a little goofy. It's a little. Can I ask, have you, I listened, like have you listened to the anthology version? No, I mean, I, I probably have, have. The anthology version, because I was kind of like the production on Obla di <laughs> I can't even say it because I got I went to the dentist this morning, so I'm not even oh, blah, 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 blah. Yep. So um, the production on that song on the original album for me is a little clunky, like a little like like staticky around okay. it. Um, like you know, a little like wooly. That's it. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that's why I like this. Yeah, song. yeah. It's a little wooly, but I feel yeah. like on um the anthology album, it's cleaned up a little bit and gave me a new perspective on mm-hmm. what was going on, and then I can kind of listen back to the old one and not be. I was like, I liked it a lot more. Um, 
Yeah. I like the purposeful messiness. And I mean, this album overall is wool. There, yeah. There's like three songs that are very cleanly produced. Everything else is kind of sloppy. And I, I like the, it, to me, when I listen to Obla Diobla, it sounds like they recorded it in one of those smoky rooms down in Jamaica where like guys are just like printing records out of plastic, like in the back room while they're still cutting songs and stuff. Um, yeah. I, I, I also I like that song and listening to it more the past couple of weeks. To me, it's like the prototype for um, "Diamonds on the Soles of Your Shoes" or "You Can Call Me Al." The Graceland stuff, where you know a white guy taking the music from a different country, a different culture, and really doing his thing with it. I I really enjoy that song. I also like how percussive the guitar like is yeah. on the whole thing. Like, I like the bass his tone on that. I love it, man. Yeah, and there's all like when when he talks about the diamond ring, like the, all yeah. the sound effects. I love that kind of stuff. Mm. Anyway, good pick. Thanks uh, for my. Oh, can I can I yeah. say one more thing about that song? Yeah. The this is why I love the anthology mm. version when it goes into the chorus. It has this like pronounced mix of like the vocal line in the background going like la 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 la. And it's like really up in the mix, and that's it. Made, I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's such a good hook." And then mm. you know, yeah. So check that out. Um, so I'm kind of at a crossroads with my second pick, or yeah, third third, third pick. pick. Sorry. Um, and I think I'm gonna have to go with uh, Savoy Truffle. Interesting. Yeah, I I mean I dig that song. I like the I like in the beginning when the vocal comes in, it kind of hitches the song on it, like. Eh. Like I, I, your white album is turning into my worst nightmare. Is it? <laughs> oh man! Well, that's good then. That's good. Yeah, that's I, good. I, I that's like, good. I love this. different opinions. Yeah, this yeah. Is it's just. I mean, okay. So you have what? I think three Harrison tunes on the album, or four? Is it? Is it's it's guitar gently weeps, Savoy truffle, uh, piggies, and is there a fourth? That long, 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 long. Right, right. Which is interesting because long, long, long was like on the one of the bottom tracks for me. For, for like same, it's. it's I don't. I don't love that song. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just dig that tune. I I like how there's like that that almost that that kind of like scale work that you find in like a uh, like a spy movie. Mm. You know what I mean? Dan, 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 dan. You get like that kind of thing going on in the middle of it, and like, yeah, I just dig it, man. I dig it. I mean, I've always loved the Harrison songs. We've talked about it before, like especially of the solo albums. You know, I think I like Harrison's solo album the best. Uh, um, uh, All things must pass. Yeah. So I mean, I love I love Harrison's ear for music, the way that he writes. I think it's cool because like. You have Ringo Starr, who's kind of like goofy and kind of wonky, Octopus's Gardeny, you know, and then you have Harrison, who can get like serious, like uh, you know, Guitar Gently Weeps, but you can also get a song like Tax Man out of him, which is you know obviously a different album, but um, uh, but yeah, so I'm gonna go for Savoy Truffle. Yeah, I, that's my third Savoy, pick. Interesting pick. Do you know why that song is named? No. Uh, Eric Clapton's Love of Chocolates. Oh, oh. interesting. Chocolates. The man, the man who was trying to steal his wife. Yeah. He was <laughs> um, feeding her chocolate. That's how he was trying to get her. Savoy Truffle, for me, was a song that, after the re-listens, that one moved up in my rankings. Because I think before I re- re- when I made my preliminary list, Savoy Truffle was like 25 out of 30. But after listening to it and getting... Because I couldn't really never, like, just... I never listened really past the first 45 seconds. 
but that's one of the like three or four jam songs on the album that I really like. I really enjoy the bulk of the out like the the end of that song. You know, the yeah. middle of the end. I really yeah, enjoy, yeah. I really like that song. Yeah. And it reminds me of the the it's kind of that Wurlitzer type of electric piano. It reminds me of the old school uh score. Yeah. The movie Old School. I don't know. It's like that kind of kitschy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yep. Um yeah, so that one moved up in my rankings after listening to it. So good good pick. Thank you. Thank you. Luca? Do I get two or one? Two, baby. All right. Uh, Mike's the only one who ever goes one. Okay. So it's sad. No, it's a good No, it's all right. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Cause then you know, you don't have to This might be arguably my least favorite Beatles album, so I'll take I'll I'll take just one pick at a time. Oh. Okay. I'm gonna go oh man. I, I enjoy this. Uh okay, so I'm gonna do the yin and yang again. I'm gonna go with uh my next pick being uh, your blues. Ah, oh, you fucker! Good choice. That, I, 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 that's what I was thinking in my head before I picked Savoy Truffle. I was like, oh, I kind of want your blues, but maybe no one will pick it. So maybe I'll oh get a God. next pass. Good okay, so your blues is so heavy. It's so moody. Yeah. Um, it's like one of the best white boy blues ever made. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, also, you know, honorable mentions. Check out the uh, Rock and Roll Circus. Yeah, well, that's the, I was just the, say the that. Dirty Mac live with uh, Keith Richards oh, and Maze, Mitch um, Mitchell on drums. Yep, Eric Clapton on guitar. It's great. John Lennon on guitar. Yeah, that's a good song. I really, I, I really like that song. How it's, it's kind of in this slow twelve eight type of feel shuffle, mm-hmm. like slow shuffle, and yeah. then it goes into the dunk. Yeah, what was it? My mother was from thing. the sky. My or my father was from the sky. My mother was from the earth. But I am from the universe. Like, yeah. good song. Good lines, man. Good lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good choice. Yeah, very good choice. Yeah, thank you, thank you guys. Yeah, I'll, that, Let's all clap at Luke. Thank you. That was one that really <laughs> on my preliminary list. Your Shit. blues was probably like number five, but after listening to a bunch of the other tracks, it just moved down because I just had to move someone some other ones up but i really like that song I, you know also just to speak to that song a little bit like the beatles were so eclectic and then there were like bands that did all blues and for the beatles to write an original blues that like was as powerful as like any you know yeah. stood up to anything is really a testament of you know the beatles anyway yeah, yeah. my next pick which is going to be a complete opposite is oh. rocky raccoon oh, oh. <laughs> Rocky the Trash it, Panda. It, I knew it was a red herring. He was shitting on it, and he was going to take it. <laughs> um, I love, when I first heard it, I loved how goofy it was. Um, I loved how it had a story like Johnny Cash uh, songs did. Yeah. Um, that's how I really related to it. I was like, oh, this is a really cool story. Um, I was like, what the fuck is that kind of Bible? Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's like the faux accent, so it made me look up all that stuff. And um, that's why that's the thing I hate most about it. The the thing I hate most on the re-listens I enjoyed when I was you know 15 and listening to this album is the like barroom piano. Oh, for like, me, that's, that's my, what made it drop. That's what made yeah. it drop. That's like my, one of my favorite parts oh, about yeah, it. I, yeah, that, and like, I love his timey. his scat singing. Like, I love how goofy it is. I was just <laughs> yeah. like that for me because it's so absurd. Like the absurdness of it, like just put me over the edge with why I like it. It's yeah, like it's the same. Song. It's like the same reason I really enjoy um, uh, "Girl with Faraway Eyes," the Rolling Stones song. Like, uh, where he's like. 
And I called that preacher on that country radio right, station. Right. You know, he's yeah. like doing the crazy accent. He's yeah. like, I gave that man four dollars. And he put my prayer on the radio. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's it's the yeah. same kind of thing why I like it. Good right choice. on. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. Uh for my fourth pick, I am going to go with the tune Glass Onion. Nice and stink. Nice and, oh my god, your nice and smelly. album is so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike's album is like a terrible acid trip. Yeah, baby. That's what I'm going for. Okay, tell me why you like it, please. Um, I just think it's a fun jam. I mean, I'll I I think that I have more of an emotional attachment to that song. Uh because um I remember when I was young and I was in my experimental days with uh certain types of things. We're not gonna expand on that. There were <laughs> back when I was going to space. <laughs> but back when, I, when I was like, yeah. Back back when me and Elon Musk. <laughs> back in my astronaut when I was hanging out with uh uh uh, uh Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> um but no, we had, you know, like there was, you know, there's a soundtrack to your youth, if you want to call yeah, it that, yeah. you know, and like some of the popular albums were like Pink Floyd's Adam Hart Mother that, you know, yeah. we were going down the rabbit hole back then. So um, this was just a tune that I just really like, I mean, for, you know, uh, uh, sorry for, for people who might be listening, but like, I just love getting fucked up and listening <laughs> to that song. <laughs> Strawberry field. Okay, can I like, can yeah. I tell you why I don't like that song? Why I feel like it's lazily lazily written. Yeah, um, oh, I like I, I like the lyrics on this. Song. I don't like the callbacks to like the psychedelic period. Oh, I, that's what I like about. I, song. I, I yeah. uh, see. I think he did it better on the the first like the the first plastic owner album like where he would be like he oh, where he was just like yeah i'm just dis- disavowing it where it feels more like a callback to it like mm. fondly um and i just like i don't know i just felt like it wasn't like super original i felt like mm. it was a lot like like uh good morning good for me like yeah. for, oh, yeah. for lennon because like all the okay. great lennon stuff on there i was like yeah i like how it starts <laughs> It's just chugging in. I like the self-referential stuff, especially like they were probably maybe the only band at the time that would do something like that. Like yeah. that was the biggest band in the world, and artists do it today. Artists like talk; they reference lyrics from past hits all the time. If yeah. you listen to pop songs, um, but yeah, I, I like the fact that they talk about the Wall versus Paul and yeah, you know, Strawberry Fields and all the little the Sergeant or you know whatever all the little yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Inter- interesting yeah baby let's let's hope it he has well promised done. he has promised but he might he might be a bust <laughs> the, the alter- i came in, i came into this expecting to be the bust list so no. don't worry guys it's you all might, good i mean yours hey i don't hate it it's different no I, you have four picks man two of them i really really love so yeah all right my jeffrey i get two back to back now <clears throat> what you got I gotta stick with the board. I'm going with a song that when I heard this song, um, I had the, I probably listened to this album really for the first time when I was uh, 13, 14, you know, on a CD with the terrible stereo mixing where like everything is just either hard left or hard right. Um, but when I heard this song, I was just like, wait, this the Beatles can do this too? And that is... A heavy metal song by the Beatles called Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter, baby. I, yeah. I mean, I'm just picking it because I want, I'd like my list to reflect a, a dive, both my tastes and the diver, true diversity of this album. And 
I'm telling you, man, when I heard when I heard that song, I wasn't a guy who grew up in a household listening to heavy music ever. You know, we listened to my parents both music to teachers, so we listened to a lot of jazz, classical, show tunes. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Chicago. And then, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like, and that's, um, but yeah, when I heard that song, and it's just screaming, and it's just primal, and it's raw, and it fades out, and then it fades back in for another 30 seconds yeah, at the end, yeah. and I just thought, I I would never have thought that the Beatles, who make, like, this nice, pretty, singable tunes, could do a song that just, like, assaulted me, so... Yeah. That's why I'm picking that one. Good choice. Mm. I like that choice. This, that one goes out to uh, everyone with blisters on their fingers. <laughs> Round of applause. And Charles Manson. And Char- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charlie. That goes out to the family. <laughs> Free the family. Yeah, like, the okay. family. goes out to Squeaky and Tex and <laughs> Sadie, oh, all of them. <laughs> we out there listening, right? Uh, um, and the next one I'm picking is... <laughs> They listen to our podcast. We got a problem. <laughs> the next song I pick, um, I was hoping to take this song and another one back to back, but we'll see if that other one sticks around because um, I, I find them to be like kind of companion pieces to each other. I won't reveal what that one is. But the one I will select is a song that to me is kind of like, it, it, it's rem- it reminds me of my favorite band, which is Radiohead. Radiohead's my favorite band, but the best band I believe is the Beatles. Um and this is a song where the melody is really like one note and it's just this circular key change around it and it's beautiful and it breaks my heart. It's a song written about John Lennon. John Lennon wrote this song about his mother who died in a car crash when I think he was 14 years old. It was the last song written for this album and that's Julia. Yeah. I love that song too. I Just melancholic. Oh man, so I just like, love it. Yeah. Great song. I, 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 yeah, I, I mean, great finger yeah. picking. Yeah, yeah, great finger picking. Um, all interesting guitar tone too. Legend has it, uh, because Donovan was also at the like ashram, yep, yep. uh, where they were staying and had taught the Beatles that finger picking style, Travis style. Yeah, yeah, because if you look before, like the Beatles really weren't kind of doing that, and then yeah. on this album, Julia, Blackbird, mm-hmm. uh. Dear Prudence has it on it. It's like all over the place. It's, yeah. it's it was a crazy like a I love revelation. I love I love the 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 reference to you know the woman from the sea, which is a reference to Yoko Ono because Yoko translates to from the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just and that's a song that musically just hearing it, it's it's so just sad and wistful. But then when you learn what the background was, which is. John Lennon, when he was a young child, his parents split up, um, and his mom sent him to live with, I think it was his aunt or his grandmother, and, like, still lived in the town, but, like, had no relationship with her kid. Yeah. And then, like, they reconnected, like, five to ten years later, and then she she got hit by a a drunk police officer. Whoa. And died in a car crash when he was, like, 15 years old. Crazy. So sad. Crazy. But I love that song. Uh, yeah. Great harmonies in that song too. Yeah. Also, check out the uh, the demos that go with it. They were released with the 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. It's also uh, was popularly popularly sorry, it's hard to speak today. Dentist uh, released as the Beatles acoustic uh, bootleg. I listened to it when I was in high school quite a bit. But the uh, the remastered they got a reel of the remastered uh, demos because they really tracked all these demos out almost every single song in the record. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and they're really interesting. And the remastered uh, demos are yeah, the Escher cool. demos. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Oh, they sound so good. And that's one of them that's really strong on there. Yeah, if you ha- if you have Spotify and you want to listen to this album after listening to this podcast, listen to the remastered full deluxe version, which is the it's a white album but has the gray pictures of all four members. Mm. And li- listen to everything, man. There's great stuff through the whole thing. It's like eighty tracks. Or yeah, something. it's like it's the great. 50th anniversary yeah. edition. Great. All right, back to Mike with Let's his fifth see. pick. Um, I think, <laughs> to, I keep, think... to keep my list going to upset it. Luke, um, I think I am going to select our uh, our good friend Bungalow Bill. Oh, interesting. <laughs> no, it's a great song. It's uh, I, uh, what I like also, about it is is there's just such a there's there's kind of like this like prog rock quality to it in the in the way that it not not in the way that you might think. You know what I mean? Not like in the in yes terms, but definitely in in the in in what sounds like it's like two different songs kind of mashed up into one. I think like it has I, a I, shags quality. Mm. Oh yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. But I like I like the <laughs> I love like the Lenny like stereotypical like Lenny part like in the middle, and then like how the chorus itself is like very like sing songy mm. and stuff. I'd say the only part I don't care much for it is Yoko Ono's contribution. It's my favorite part. Yeah, I know it's your favorite part because Luke loves Yoko Ono. Not that it's bad. I mean, it's all right. Like she doesn't she doesn't. Uh, I wouldn't say that she she ruins it in the way that she's ruined other things, but. Um, <laughs> You know, listen, man. She just set him free. All right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I like. Anyway. <laughs> I no. Can I? I like Yoko Ono on that song. I like John Lennon and Yoko Ono's relationship. I think it's interesting, and I think it's really yeah. like artistically based and fun. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't mean to like shit. No, on no, it no, all no, no, no. I know. Listen, I know. I'm on the. I like Yoko Ono. I like her music, and like nobody likes her music. You know who so. doesn't like Yoko Ono? Who? Chuck Berry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Check out that video sometime. Yeah. Oh man, the when the eyebrows go up and he's just like, what the fuck? She's like <laughs> making the it's a dolphin noise that one. And then, he, and, yeah. and then for the next track he made them turn off her mic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Also worth looking up is the uh, Bill Burr co- uh, commenting about that video. Oh, okay. Oh, oh really? Oh yeah, you've never heard Bill Burr no, do it. Like, he does like a whole that. like bit on it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um yeah. check that out. <laughs> but um yeah, no, I love Yoko and this part in there. But for yeah. loving it so much, I have no idea what she says. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what she says either actually. You gotta listen to it backwards, I think. No, it's like no she's like whatever that is. Yeah. Anyway, so Bungalow Bill. There we go. That's my. It's very low on my list. Yeah. Is it? I I I like the points you made because I do like the slow. But then I mean, it's basically it's it's a couple cool weird slow lines, and then it's like the chorus fifty fuck fifty fucking times in different keys, and I'm yeah. just like ah, I'm, I'm out. Also, I like at the end like the really like kind of like corny sound like. Yeah, man. And then it goes into guitar gently weeps though, because that's the yeah. thing. Like I love, I love that song into guitar gently mm-hmm. weeps. I just think that like that into because guitar gently weeps is such like a serious kind of like moody song, you know. And bungalow bills like very playful. It has like the slower sort of minor stuff in the middle of it, but you know, like especially like they sing the chorus a million times and then they go into the weird like moogie style thing, and then it goes into guitar gently weeps. I just thought that that transition into mm-hmm. that song was. Very effective. So, Luke, 
your two picks, my guy. Can we do one pick and then take a take a halftime break? Yes. And talk yeah. and just talk more generally about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so All right. Yep. So I'm gonna do one here. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm so tired. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um, what? Okay. I like how. No, no, it's a good song. Uh, I like how it it has it creeps. Um, I like the sentiment. Um. I like I I mean I really like I feel like it, the the song itself like lyrically is like really like um like it's like kind of pointing fingers at like yourself and you know what I mean mm-hmm. um and like kind of looking at your life kind of kind of thing like really like uh I don't know I feel like it's really plainly like looking at your life and like not really like a, a, a psychedelic metaphor anymore it's more of like a all right, like you know what's going on, and now you gotta like clean up your game and stuff. Yeah. And um, I just think it's interesting, and it also has like the you know at the same time the sentiment of being like tired and like I don't want to do it because it's a lot of work, yeah. <laughs> like kind of thing. Uh, but I I don't know. I enjoy like the um, I don't know. It almost feels like it. It's like an ulti, like a '90s ulti song written like way earlier. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. an Elliott Smith song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's got like the like the chorus that like you know in the screamy part. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Yeah, but that's that's a Lennon song. Yeah, yeah, yeah classic yeah. Lennon. But that's what I mean. That's I think that's, that's the most like quintessential Lennon song on yeah. the record, as far as like moody, angry. And, and it's the way that I think Lennon records his vocals too. That's so different. Like the tonality of double, how double track, yeah, like he double track. Where I feel like McCartney doesn't really do that. McCartney's usually just like him and a mic. I mean, and I'll dance. say it's simply McCartney's a better singer, which is why he, never, he didn't double track as much. Absolutely, right, right, I, right, but, right. But I mean, I think the Beatles sound is the double tracked, double tracked John. And I mean, think of the early Beatles stuff. A lot of that stuff, the the bulk of the verses would be both of them singing in unison, right, and then splitting off to harmony. So yeah. I, I don't know, I. Don't know, I, I I enjoy the lo- the John Lennon double track vocals. Yeah, it's so a do very, I. It's his sound. It yeah, very right, much right. is. I feel like it was mastered perfectly on yeah. the Imagine record. If you listen to that one, yeah. that's yeah. where it's like yep, yep. bam. Um, my other but thing, I really can we, can we take a break and talk in general? Oh, we're real fast about that song. Oh yeah, yeah. I love how it's smushed between Martha, my dear, and Blackbird as well because it's like such mm. a. It's such a different song than those two songs, yeah. and before and after, you're like, "Oh, jeez, man!" Like you're like, yeah. "Well, that's you're, interesting." You're, it's kind of like that's some dark shit compared that, to like the yeah. other two happy songs around it. And that's what's interesting too. Like, I I found that a lot of the song placement on the album is definitely, in my opinion, uh, better on the the front half rather than the back half. Like you mean how they did the sequencing? Yeah, yeah. Like I prefer like the first half of the album to the second half of the album, the way that the songs. So basically, are kinda, like A and B, per, you yeah you A and B the ver- first right disc. So, like so say side one and two yeah. versus three and four yeah yeah and and so that three starts with birthday. It starts with yeah right yeah. we have the album right it's, here it's seventeen songs on the first yeah, birthday starts and then side birthday two. starts uh, the, the second disc it's second disc Julia is the end of disc one if you're talking nineties CDs style. Oh right, um, right, and then it kicks. Nineties CD style, like nineties. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, because uh, side side two ends with Julia. 
Right. So so sides yeah, so sides one and two goes from back in the USSR through to Julia and then uh yeah, birthday to good night would be th- three to four, so uh, yeah, interesting, uh, interesting stuff. I I looked up on uh, there was actually another title that they wanted to name the album to, and I can't freaking for the life I can't remember for the life of me what they actually wanted to call it. It also was supposed to have no, no, it wasn't. Never mind. I was gonna what say I thought it had alternative artwork. That's not true. It's Let It Be that has alternative artwork. Yeah, is it? Oh, you know what? This also has alternative artwork. I am right. It does. It has. I think it's supposed to be like people in a. It's like an uh, illustration of the Beatles. It's almost done in like a Mother Goose style type thing. Um, hmm. You know what? I I'll find it. I'll send it to Mike, and we might post it on the Instagram. I can just look it up right now, man. But I'm I'm almost positive it had alternative hmm. artwork at first, um, but then was quickly chosen to be white. Um, let's talk about the album in general um, a little bit. Okay. Um, Mike, you said this is maybe your least favorite Beatles album. How about yeah. for for me? This is mm, probably my fourth favorite after Abbey Road, Revolver, and Sgt. Pepper's. In some order of yeah, those three. Yeah, yep. How about you, Luke? How do you how do you feel about this album overall in the Beatles catalog? Um, I'm I I like it a lot. Very favorable. Um, I don't like the whole thing, but I mean, there's so much good stuff on here where I'm yeah. just like, it's it, I'll take it more than like I would. I don't know, like. It just also like you hear like Rubber Soul up so many times mm. that you know this one has yep. a lot of like secret treasures in it, and so like this might be like the last Beatles album like uh you know you really get to explore explore because it's so dense and it's probably like one of the I mean for me too as a kid it was expensive to get mm. so it was one of the last ones I had heard write yeah. the whole thing of right. and it just had so many pockets of like oh there was just so many more treasures like i remember when i discovered like martha my dear and i was yeah. like oh my god and i remember i'm so tired and i feel you like you can really I mean? get lost in this album yeah because there's so many tracks so i i, I mean it's pr- pretty pretty yeah. favorable i mean i like it yeah you know it's an hour and a half long see for me it's just like yeah there's just there's so it's so dense that i find myself just being like kind of you know or well i should rephrase that like before really sitting down and forcing myself to listen to this album, uh, like you said, you know, you kind of get halfway through and you kind of get like fatigued from the album, so you kind of like ugh, like the rest of it, you kind of like drag on. Um, but uh, but after listening to it intently for the past like week, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say overall, I've come to really enjoy the album, though, you know, because like you said, there's a lot of great little secret treasures on it and stuff like that. It's, I like kind of the. It's like always like a good move too, like where you like when you're like, oh, like, yeah, like you, you like maybe like meet a girl or something. You make like a playlist for her, or you like in the car, you put on like I will or something. Throw on some wild honey pie. Yeah, wild honey pie. <laughs> but or you put on like, you know what I mean, like an interesting song yeah. off that record that like yeah. they might not have heard before, and they're like, oh, this, you know, this is the Beatles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not because I mean music is so available now but like it's so dense that like a lot of people don't spend the time to Can to, also, to give it you know the shakedown I'd like to also add to it that like I think what's what I like a lot about this album too and that's so unique about it is it's so mysterious it's a full white album cover there's no actual album cover to it it's very much like and like let's be real here uh the idea of the white album is something that would later be like sort of made fun, like poked fun at yeah. too by like Spinal Tap, where it's like it's all black. Metallica released the black album, you know what I mean? So, like, it you know, the solid colored album that's 
sort of referred to as like a white, you know, like a color maybe of the of the album, uh, but also could be considered like a self titled like Weezer's Green album. Oh yeah, or the was <laughs> there a blue album too? Uh, blue, and a black, red, and a white, and a red. Oh god, black, too yep. many colors. And who cares? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's what I mean though, like because like you know that this I feel like this album is what kind of launched that even just that idea right of just being able to be like oh this yeah. is just like the enjoy co- the music right yeah. right 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 strong, right there's nothing really the strong anti-artistic statement yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, further down in the gatefold it's just four pictures and the track list yeah and that's for, it you i would say all this extra i'd say that stuff. idea is have... really further expanded on by pink floyd putting it uh putting uh the wall not the wall sorry wish you were here in a bag the original copy came in a black bag. Oh, did it? Yep. Same with Zeppelin's uh, Into the Outdoor came in the bag. Oh, um, no way. So you know what I mean? So like you really couldn't, it was more like a mystery, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, also the band's, uh, uh, one of the band records came in like a wrapped poster that wasn't the album cover. Uh, yeah. Moondog Matinee. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> so yeah. that, that idea of like, you know, wrapping it and sealing it and making it more secure was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like uh, hiding what, not telling what was inside where like Magical Mystery Tour and um, Sgt. Pepper's before it was yeah. like, hey, this is some psychedelic stuff. Get ready. You know what yeah. I mean? It was very overt. It was like, this is what this is. And then this album was like, hey, I uh, guess you're going to have to listen to find out. And yeah. I feel like it still keeps people away. It's still a mystery. Yeah, and I think it's what's interesting is that like most of these songs were written when they were in India, and um, I don't know. It's it's cool because like I was I was reading up on it, and they were talking about how like they were in India. I mean, aside from I think smoking weed, the only they didn't have like they didn't actually actively use psychedelics while they were in India. Uh, so it's interesting to hear this album too because it's like although it's influenced by maybe sort of a psychedelic experience, um. They had that kind of psychedelic experience, and this is kind of like what happens after the fact, when they're actually like, okay, the psychedelics opened our minds in that respect, but now they actually go to India, and they try to do it like the pure, quote-unquote pure kind of way, which is like by way of actual like looking inward and like doing the meditation and doing that, that kind of thing that I think a lot of people ended up going to in the in the post like heavy psychedelic kind of age you know what i mean like well yeah i mean that that's probably its own type of psychedelic experience because you go from being chased down the street by anybody who sees you to actually be able to breathe and stretch out and like share a room with someone right 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 and and i mean to be fair like not not all of the members really took it that seriously i mean real i'd say maybe like lennon and harrison were probably the only two that that really got anything from it i don't think paul really got anything from it um, I mean, I think they got something from it as like in the big picture in terms of like the way they look at life, but n- certainly not the way that like Harrison would become to n- be known as kind of, you know what I mean? Like he would wear a suit and he'd have like the ohm symbols on the lapels, you know what I mean? Like, so that yeah, like Harrison really went for it. He really dove into like the Indian and the Hindu, like the culture and the spirituality and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting cause it's kind of got that sort of a mysterious quality about it too. Like they wrote it in India. They weren't really, I mean, they recorded, I think some of it in Abbey road and another, and another chunk of it where I forget what, what's the, what was, wasn't there, there was like another record, uh, label or I have no idea. I can't I remember. Thought that was all Abbey road. No, me? it's like part of it was recorded in a different studio as well because it, the whole uh, thing was that Abbey it, road at the time only had a four track recorder. 
Mm-hmm. There was a and and so at the time Abbey Road is it tick is it Tickerman the one with the Trident Studios Trident, Trident Studios there thank you, you. so the whole thing around it was the fact that Trident Studios had an eight track recorder mm-hmm. uh, Abbey Road had an eight track recorder but it wasn't set up yet they only had the four track recorder the Beatles wanted to go for eight track recording so they did they went to Trident because they had an eight track recorder and then kept pressing Abbey Road like yo you have the eight track recorder like install it what are you doing uh, and then. As a result, like they ended up installing the eight track recorder in Abbey Road without the uh, permission from management and stuff. Even uh, at least that's what that's what I had read. Like the the higher ups didn't even know that they were actually going to install it. They wanted to wait, I guess. But um, so they they did the majority of the the tracks were recorded at Abbey Road. But it was only after they finally installed the eight track recorder that Trident already had one. So that's why they did some of the stuff at Trident too. So fun fact. Very interesting. Fun, fun fact, you know. If we're also just talking randomly, I'd like to also point out that, uh, oh, point someone to the Instagram page at We Buy White Albums. Mm. Um, you can send them white albums that are like damaged or beat up or whatever, even if they're nice and good. And uh, there is a art like collection of white album covers where people have doodled and they're dirty and some of them are just taped and they're all different like mosaics of uh, white album covers. I think the guy has like 5,000 copies of the white album at this point um, and he made a great art project where he put them all together and um, played them on top of each other. And they all play at like different warbling speeds and so by the end of it, like the beginning of it, it's really like – crazy and chunky it's really awesome to listen to if you're into like ambient noise music it's awesome because you know you get all the pops and clicks and skips and so they all start playing at different speeds and stuff it's really cool i highly recommend uh the instagram page at we buy white albums very cool very cool all right, and back to the draft. And we're back. Welcome bow, back bow, bow. to the, the garage white album draft i am your host Mike Thrasher here with Luke Roberge and Jeffrey May at the Get the Garage Studios. Now, all right, we're in the we're in the back half, the back nine, if you back will. Back nine, we're going to Luke with his sixth selection. Sixth selection. Luke, all right, what you got for us, guy? <clears throat> Luke Roberge made some very interesting. Picks. I had a, <laughs> I had a pick ready to, to go. What oh. direction he just has to go in to build the kind of team that he likes. So. I had a pick ready to go, and now I can't remember what it was. Oh, Luke seems oh. to have forgotten his oh. pick. He's going with his guts. His guts are filling <laughs> him. <laughs> wild card. Wild card. Here we go. Wild honey pie. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, do it. Do it. Do it. Just no. bite the bullet for us. Not Do yet. us the favor. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. So you want um, to take it? I'm going to go with, why don't we do it on the road? Oh, okay. Um, I like the monotonous See, of it. You, but this is what I'm saying. You say Glass Onion's a lazy song. I say that's a lazy song. It is lazy, but it's got so it's got a great, like, <laughs> slidey, you know what I mean? Yeah, I love the guitar. It's like, yeah, the guitar it's is low good. in the mix. It's like muted. The tone is turned off. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it's great. It's got awesome, awesome. You hear that? Oh, We're from New England over here. It's awesome. Got some uh, wicked awesome kid. No, what I really like about it is uh, the t- like the um, is the ah, like it's not it's just the the vibe of it is just yeah. I mean, no, also, I'll give that to you. I like that. Song. Also, I like that song. It's not bad to put it on your uh, your love making playlist. You know what I mean? Oh, it, it it's uh, why don't we do it in the road in the bedroom? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I do I do enjoy the the muted mix. It's like very prominent lead vocals, and then everything else is very muted. It, it reminds me of the the stuff from um, not Get Back. What's it called? 
Let It Be, the Let yes. It Be album. It reminds yeah. me a lot of that mm-hmm. st- type of style. Yeah, like it. Hmm. All Why right. don't we do it in the road? All right, going on to Mike for his sixth pick. Uh, all right, let's see here. Um, Luke, didn't you? You picked Martha, my dear, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was his did. first pick. That man. was the first pick. Right, right, right. Um, all right, well, maybe I'll just... Um, I'll go with uh I don't think you picked you no, the heavier song you picked was Helter Skelter. Yeah. I think I might go with Birthday. Oh, yeah. A very versatile pick I wanted to take. Yeah, I like Birthday. I think it's cool. I think it's interesting that like they did not only like a birthday song, but that it actually like it slaps too. Like it's it's like a, as the kids as the kids, as the kids are saying, this song, this tune slaps. Um no, this bop slaps. This bop oh it's bop now. It's a bop. Kids bop? <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i just think it's it's killer we covered it at uh you know uh a couple years ago we played a show a birthday show and we played that tune and it actually i mean we we played it really well but um uh it's just such a fun song it's cool it's uh you know it's it's not the happy birthday song but it's a song about a birthday so it's uh you know i like it it's cool I think it's. I the like best, the guitar work. I think it's the best birthday song. Just down, 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 Because Stevie Wonder's "Happy drives. Birthday" is not a birthday Happy song. Happy birthday. That is a song about Martin Luther King Jr. So yeah. get your stri- facts straight, people. Yeah, get your facts straight. It's, it's a cool thing to say, but uh, yeah, good choice. I was hoping to take it in my back to. I knew you were gonna because we 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 talked loosely about it a couple days. I shouldn't have revealed my strategy. I like you are like your list is my anti list. That was like also not. Not on my radar. I know. It makes me I like the song. I just wish the. I lyrics, had a feeling this was gonna happen. I though. just wish the lyrics weren't about birthdays. I was just like, can't you just like make it not? Would you like me? Can't you dance? make it about a raccoon? <laughs> can't you make it a raccoon? Wait, it's already been done. <laughs> is this song about some kind of animal? <laughs> yeah, it's just, like... it, just the song about every song is about raccoons on the White Album. <laughs> you say you're a draft man. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe there's you an Instagram log neck, hey. Instagram page where they make it all raccoons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> songs. <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. I, yeah, I respect thank you. Choice. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Thank I was you. hoping to take it. Good choice. It up. All right, Jeffrey, on to you. All right. Figures. It's still here on the board, so I'm taking it. Sticking with my big board. The companion piece to Julia, because the way McCartney and Lennon a lot of times wrote songs is one of them would write something, the other would be like, oh, you think that's good? Watch me do my version of yeah. that kind of thing. So the, Healthy competition. The companion piece to Julia, another acoustic song. Just like Julia, where John Lennon played everything on it, I believe Paul McCartney played everything on this song, and that's Mother Nature's Son. Oh. I mean, he didn't, he didn't play the French horn on it, but you know what I mean. He did it <laughs> Wait, the, he didn't play the French horn I on mean, it? <laughs> now so I don't like that song Mother's anymore. Nature's Son is my sixth pick. Any thoughts on that one? Do you guys, do you guys like that song? Do you skip it? It's a skip from me. Um, no, I'll give it a listen. I enjoy it. Same thing. I like that sort of like... I don't know. I like the vibe of it. I the, really, it doesn't like stand vibe. strong for me. It's not. A, it's it's more of a, uh, you know, a long, 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 if you will. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of gets in that territory territory for me, you know. But I appreciate. Why do you? In, is it like? Um, I. <sighs> did it hit you? Did it hit you more on your? What I'm trying to ask you really is: it did it hit you more in your? Recent re-listens, or has it always been like a strong one? Um, good question. Recent listens gave it more prominence on my list. Um, I like that song because I've always enjoyed the Beatles song. 
excuse me, I've always enjoyed the Beatles songs that are pretty much a simple, memorable melody and orchestral and brass accompaniment. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the song? Uh, I believe it's on Revolver. The day breaks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is the name of that song? Oh, my gosh. What is the name of that song? Um, Look it up, Mike. Freddie Fingers. Yeah, Freddie Finger. Fingers. I think it's on Revolver. But anyway, it reminds me of that song where it's another simple melody, and yeah, it has the French horn. It has the kind of like strings type of thing. Um, I don't know. I, I just really enjoy it. I'd, I'd, but yes, it, it moved up on my list on on more on more repeats. Hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was. I'm trying to. I, that was very well put. And I'm trying to think of the the song you were trying Let to me, reference. I'll find it. It's like. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I pulled up the album. That song's called "For No One." Yeah. Oh, for um, no one. Yeah. So it reminds me of that song, <laughs> which. I couldn't think of the title, but I love that song. Um, yeah, I don't know. I And I just, I like the way that it sounds like it was recorded outside. Like it sounds like it was recorded out in nature. So, and I love Paul McCartney. And that's, that's yeah. another one. That's, that's another one where just like I will, it's a super simple song, but it's just, I mean, it's the melody, man. I'm a yeah. melody guy. I, I love yeah. the mood stuff, but I, I'm a melody guy. Um, and my next pick, pick number seven. I can't take birthday. God damn it. <laughs> but I can't take my second, my second song in my like category. It's not my favorite version of this song. The single is better. Or I li- I should say I like the single more. The single's a little faster. But I'm taking Revolution 1 with my seventh pick. Revolution well 1. Well done. Well Thank done. You. Thank you. It's time it's, for a revolution. It's, it's, it's a timeless song. If you haven't heard it before, it was used in a million Coke commercials and all that shit. But uh, like I said, the single I think is a little better because it moves a little more. It's a faster tempo. But and because of that, actually, when I used to listen to the White Album, I would start Revolution one and I'd just kind of like go to the next thing thirty seconds in because it's just a slower pace. But I've I gave it more shots and it I like it at the slower pace. It's not like country honk. Which yeah, is like that was I was me, gonna throw to out the me, reference. Country honk is like oh, I hate that version. I love honky tonk women, and I kind of hate country honk. Country honk by the Rolling Stones. Revolution one was just for some reason they just kind of added more to the mix and slowed it down. And I don't know. But yeah, I like that song. Um, also to throw out, uh, look up. There's a ten minute version of Revolution, uh, that was uh, left on the cutting room floor that uh. It's interesting to listen to if you want to mm. listen to something like that. Yeah, so. I'll check that out then. Yep, I think it's on uh, when like the deluxe expanded yeah. remaster mm-hmm. 50th anniversary things. So nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, for my pick, it might continue Luke's disgust for my list. Um, it wasn't a super, uh, super, super high pick for me, but um, I do like the song, and I'm pretty sure in the beginning of this album or the beginning of this podcast, I said it was like probably on the bottom, but um. Uh, I'm gonna go for long, long, long. Didn't we already do that? I don't think so. No, no. no we talked no. about, but we we talked about it, but we haven't actually done okay, it. Okay, okay. Uh, I like the sleepiness of it. I like the uh... <laughs> <laughs> the guy doesn't. And that's a George Harrison. Song. That's a Harrison tune. Yeah. Um, I like the sleepiness of it. I like the. Uh, I mean, I don't know what keyboard it is. Maybe it's Mellotron or something like that. But um, 
you know, I don't know. I just I like the key parts in it. I like there's there's uh, uh soft and loud. There's like nice there's nice dynamics in the tune. Um, and yeah, like I said, I just I like that kind of like hazy, sleepy kind of you know. I think that's why I like Lennon's tunes too because it's just kind of got that sort of like kind of thing about it. I guess <laughs> I don't know. I it's hard to explain, but like. I hope you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> but yes, long, long, long. I, I understand long. what you're saying, and that's why I did not select it. Yeah, so there you go. I don't yep. really care for this. The is sleepiness. an interesting. This yeah, is an interesting thing, vibe. though, because like uh, I like the fact that. Uh, oh you know, wow, wow, having... we can't pay for this. Oh, keep Luke. talking, keep talking. Sorry, guys. That's why I got my earbud in it, bro. Oh. Do a little reference, reference. Anyway, so long, 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 long. <laughs> For my uh, selection. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Really snapping up them Georges over there. <laughs> George Harrison. All right. Luke's got two back to George Harrison. Okay. I'm going to go a uh, song that I was going to pick last time and I couldn't remember. And then I picked Let's Do It in the Road, which is a little further down my list. But now I remember what I was going to pick. Uh, Sexy Sadie. Oh. Oh. Good yeah. choice. Yep. That was my next one I wanted to yep. pick. Yep. Good choice. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just love it. Um. It's it like I just like the the up and down like it picks up mm-hmm. like you know what I mean. Um, it's got great vocal stuff going on. Um, Lennon singing about uh, a woman that's not Yoko Ono is kind of interesting because his songs are usually like help and more like you know what I mean stuff like that. So I really uh, enjoyed it. My favorite part of that song is I just love the slightly delayed piano. So mm-hmm. right away it starts with like bring, 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 bring. so it has this kind of stuttery warbly effect the whole time. I that's what I like the most about that song. Also the Lennon selection. the Lennon double tracked vocal. Yeah, man. It's it's all great. I really love that song. Do I get another pick here? You do. Yeah, you get one more. Good oh. choice. Good choice. Okay. Controversial pick here, guys. Oh, let's do it. I'm gonna go wild, honey pie. Oh, my, by, by far my least favorite song. Can you even call it a song? Uh, you can just call it Seasick Blues. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of that song, it's only 58 seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a little bit. I mean, obviously, I said in the show before, I like bands like NRBQ. And I like jokes. And that song always makes me laugh, and it always puts a smile on my face. Whether that smile is from me just enjoying the warbliness of it, or from everybody else in the vehicle, or the car, or the room, just like (laughs) getting seasick and being like, can we skip it? Skip it. It's like really gets on people's nerves. It's almost over. It's halfway done. Yeah. I really like it. It's got a who put the garlic in the glue vibe. Um, and that's you know that's that. So I I picked it. It's a stinker, I'm sure, but for whatever, everybody. What, but I love it. Whatever whatever instrument, if you want to call it, makes the first note notes should be banned. It should be illegal <laughs> it, to produce that instrument. It's it's like it's making so like a bing. Sprungy and weird, like <laughs> it, just, like, it, like your head like automatically makes it go like. Bing bong, bing bong, but it's like. Yeah, you feel like you're being bounced between two tennis rackets that are made of DMT. <laughs> I, I was I was sorely disappointed to find out that that song was written and everything was performed by by Paul McCartney. Yeah, I was. Oh my god, I, I hung my head in shame. For I him. thought Lennon <laughs> maybe did the slide on it, no. like no. But if you listen to Ram, 
Like I, yeah, I, true. It's true. like very ram. True. Ram on. Wow, what a pick! What a pick! Yeah, I think he's gonna put on some good, uh, some good points this year. He's gonna do a lot of yards. He's gonna take a lot. Of, he's gonna give out a lot of personal fouls while he's yeah. on the court. Oh, God, <laughs> wild honey pie, unsportsmanlike conduct. <laughs> wild honey, wild honey pie. Serve it this Thanksgiving. <laughs> a high stick penalty. Um, so. All right. Well, my pick next, I guess. Um, I'm going to go with everybody's got something to hide. Oh, good except choice. me and my monkey. Pairs, um, pairs well with your glass onion. Yeah, man. <laughs> Don't You know what they say. Don't throw onions in a glass house, <laughs> except if you're a monkey. Um, uh, yeah, no. I mean, it's fun. It's, you know, same thing. Like, I like the upbeat. I like the, uh, you know, like the sh- there's shakers. There's cowbell. There's like... You know, and granted, it's not the most creative, like, lyrically speaking. You know, he just kind of shouts the same shit over and over again. But I don't know, for an upbeat tune, you know what I mean? I feel like, I don't really, I mean, aside from birthday with my list, I don't feel like I really have too much stuff that's, like, super, super upbeat. So, um, so yeah, that is my pick. Everybody's got something to hide except for me and my monkey. That's, that's my favorite of the, like, okay. of the songs that you would call, like, a jam, you know, where it's just kind of. Yeah, like Savoy Truffle or right. Why Don't We Do It in the Road. It's one that I would usually only listen to the first minute of, but I listened to the full thing a few times, and yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it the more I listened to it. It's it's a better – once you get you know get a minute into that track, the end of it is worth it. It's a good song. It's got uh, yeah. great guitar lines in it, too. Yeah. Great, yeah. great guitar work. Good in interplay, that song. yeah. Yeah. So now I think that we're getting to – that uh, was my eighth pick, right? Yeah, I'm about so, to make my eighth, and then we're and then we're in the land of the stinkers. <laughs> well, we've already put a foot into the land that land. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, I took the first step, and I stepped greatly. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, the Ringo songs are tough. La- off the ledge. All right, um, let me. All right, so now I have to look at what has not been taken. <laughs> right. So my list. the all Ringo right. songs haven't been taken. <laughs> all right, so I have. All right, another Harrison Th- this song. This is a song we t- we talked about it pretty much at uh, at the top. It's a song that when I made my first list, I put it like fifth, just out of like respect for the fact that I know every second of it. But it dropped just because other ones I realize I actually like more. Um, Blackbird. That's my next one. Um, really, the surprise of this draft falling late falling. in the game. Blackbird. I, to be fair, I the, expected that to happen, though. Yeah, I expected well, it to happen just because. Same thing. It's just so overplayed. It's been so overly saturated that, like, when Blackbird comes on, I skip it, man. I, I generally don't Me listen too, to Blackbird, and I love. And that's the thing. I love that question. song. I love that song, but Phil- it's just like eh, philosophical it's like question. Stairway. I'm just did like, eh. did the the Blackbird girls tattoos fad kill that song? I mean, I thought those were crows. Uh, Might as well be. What what dropped this song for me is the fact that I yeah I <laughs> me it's playing so poorly over the years. I think that's really why I, I don't ruined like Blackbird it. for all of us. I think Mike ruined uh, Blackbird for me personally. Um, it's 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 little yeah, maybe, things because I have heard so many times the I I like it's a love hate relationship with the foot tapping the whole right, time, right? Because sometimes it fits in the mix and there's some taps that happen through the song that are just like piercing and just like very oh my gosh what's happening um 
And also this song dropped for me because I don't think it is about the state of black culture and black oppression in the United States at the time. I think it was a song written about a fucking blackbird outside his window while he was staying at the ashram because I read more of the bio- biographical books and um, you know excerpts by Ian McDonald and there's conflicting bullshit stuff from Paul McCartney about like, oh yeah, when people said, oh, is this about the black struggle in America? And oh yes, and I don't fucking believe that bullshit. I no. think he just hopped on that train because it sold more records and it made him seem like the song was more was deeper than it was. The guy wrote a f- song about his fucking dog. I think this song is about a fucking blackbird. Yeah, I right. Mean, well said. You, it, I, I, it, I would agree with that. It can take on the double meaning just like anything and you gotta, you, you will never know, only Paul McCartney knows what the song is about. So, cool if you put that second meaning on it which you can and which i do at times because it is it can have relevancy but i don't think it was written about that i agree with what jeff said and yeah. i also agree if it has relevancy in your life go for it yeah right yeah. on right on. anyway not to right hate on, on it but yeah it's a, it's it's an overplayed hit or you know in the yeah. Beatles, you know in the especially guitar it's on players. every greatest hits right um but yeah falling falling to number 24 overall. All right, and my back-to-back pick, After Blackbird, is a song that really I almost never, ever, 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 ever listened to because it comes solely in the album. Because I pretty much generally avoid the D-side, which is Revolution 1, Honey Pie, Savoy Truffle, Cry Baby Cry, Revolution 9, and Good Night. I almost never listen to those Yeah, songs. same here. Um, but my next pick, sticking with my boy, Maka, and going with another jazzy, full orchestral, five clarinets, I'm going with Honey Pie. I knew you were going to go Honey Pie. Which, which is, to me, I love it because it, it reminds me of that kitschy, you know, jazzy stuff by Queen off yeah. of Night at the Opera. Um yeah, and yeah, I like for real. I don't think ever in my life until two weeks ago I ever listened to that full track. Like I would always no. listen to a right. minute, and then I would just be like oh, we were on just to the listening next one. listening to it before, and yeah. I was just like, "Oh my god, this is so good!" Yeah, it's so. I was like, "This yeah. is way better than I remembered it being." But I feel you though in the way that like you kind of start it, and you're like, "Nah, eh, all right, just hit next." And I'm so fatigued by then. I'm an hour and fifteen minutes into the album. Yeah. It's like, uh, that's what I mean. That's what's that's what's tough. That's why I think this album plays like a prog rock album in that way, where like you get three quarters of the way through and you're like, "All right, there's only so much music the human ear can hear." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it definitely leaves you fatigued after. It's like uh, it's a good thing where I get like obsessed about for like a week and I listen to like all the different sides of it and I'll start backwards and forwards yep. and start with th- uh, side three, then two, then four, then one, and you know, yeah, yeah. I really like doing stuff like that. All right, Luca, there's five, five songs left on the board. I mean, right. Mike, sorry. Yeah. What song are you going to take? Um, well, we're, we're going into territory that of songs that I'm Down not really a huge, huge fan of. So I'll take the hit. I'll stick with uh, with Georgie, and I'll take Piggies. I'll take Piggies. You're just taking it for the team? I'm just taking it for the team. Oh, no, come on. And you see the little I think it's. A, I mean, I like the harpsichord in the intro. Like it's, it's kind of like baroque Englishy yeah. kind of vibes. Like I think the lyrics are kind of nonsensey, but 
you know, yeah, lyrical content wise, it's not my favorite tune, but we're past our favorite song t- songs at this point anyway. <laughs> so I'll just, like I said, I'll take the hit. I'll support George Harrison on this front, and I'll just take Piggy. It was twenty six on my list. It got taken twenty five. So I think it's pretty well placed. <laughs> yeah, well. it's you know, it's 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 a. It's, but what it's, is it's your last place? Well, 58 Seconds of Madness without ah, Honey Pie. <laughs> if I never hear that song ever again, I'll be happy. <laughs> All right. It. Well, Luke, on to you. Your uh, last two. Your last, last two, two picks, so your, make them count. Make them count. Okay. Okay. There's not much left. No, there's not much left. There is not Poor much Ringo. left. Poor Ringo. I got to take the last. Well, is, at least what? I don't have to take Wild Honey Pie. Can I, <laughs> so. can I, get, can I get a call of what is left? Sure. Um... What we have left is Cry Baby Cry, Don't Pass Me By, Revolution 9, and Good Night. All right, I'm going to take Good Night. Good choice. It was my highest of the four. Good Night. Um, I love how sweet it is. I love that you could sing it to your child. Um, yeah. I like that they gave it to Ringo to sing because he is, uh, I feel like, the most gentle out of all of them. Um and he uh, he really plays like a kind of like childish, you know what I mean? Not like you know what I, it's like in his singing, he can like bring that out, and it, I think it's like it's really nice and sweet and sentimental. Um, also, if you're you know I you know keep talking about the that box set, but there's a great version of all four of them singing the song together oh. when they weren't really you know getting along, yeah. but like it's really good and it really. Um, Shows them having like fun. You can hear them like trying to sing it all, and they're like trying to figure out who's gonna get get it. And then they ended up like just really giving it to Ringo. And mm. there's also stuff for them like guiding him through it. And I just like it. Um, you know what I mean? Like, uh, if I ever had a kid one day, I'd probably sing it. So you know? Yeah, I, li- I like the fact that it sounds like a dad singing to his kid. You mm-hmm. know, like yeah. he sounds like a normal dude who can sing but isn't a singer. And you know. You know, you take your kid to the side and you drop your guard and you actually like act tender with your child instead of being a rough and tumble manly man. Um, but yeah, I who wrote that? That's a Paul McCartney song, I, I yeah. think so. Oh, uh, good night. I can look it up right now. Actually, is that a Lennon I think, song? Oh, I think that's a that's Ringo Starr song. Bro. That is a John song, actually. Yeah, I thought is it? so. Yeah. I thought it was John. Oh. Interesting. Which mm-hmm. makes sense because it's kind of like across the universe. Oh, I have it down as Ringo. Who does Ringo, Ringo sings, sings it. it? Yeah, but I John, thought it was written. Uh, John by him, wrote it. John wrote it. Yeah. If John Ringo, it. if they gave Ringo the credit, it's a, it's a, it's no, a. No, he only wrote "Don't Pass Me By." Right, that, yeah. but like later on in the Beatles, when like we went solo, mm-hmm. they'd write him, they'd write him songs and give him the credit of writing it, but he didn't write it. Yeah, see on this. Let's... Oh yeah. Oh. On w- Wikipedia says that it's a Ringo Starr song. Really? Because I, my... I think it is Lennon. I know he didn't. I don't think he wrote that. I don't know. Of course, we all know Wikipedia could be wrong. No, it is. It is. It is Paul McCartney because everything that's not noted is Lennon McCartney. But this was composed primarily by John Lennon. Gotcha. Okay. Hey. Interesting. I think it's Dringo's best singing. Get it together, yeah. Wikipedia. It's really good. I really like it. Really? Moderators. I'm an octopus's garden guy. Well, I mean, because octopus's <laughs> garden. Like yeah, I mean, but it's no, a completely I, different I, thing. Yeah, no, no, I feel you. I'm it's just, a character. I'm just being silly. Yeah. It yeah. is good. It's, I don't mind it's that. It's good singing. singing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. It's really sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was your second pick. No, what was no you got one no, more. I got one, one more. more. 
You want me to read off the three yeah, can that I hear? left? Oh, yeah, let's hear the three. Um, I think I know what I'm going Cry with. Baby Cry, Revolution 9, and Don't Pass Me By. I'm definitely not taking Don't Pass Me By, and I'm going with the psychedelic madness of Revolution 9. Oh, yes. Oh. Okay, so this is, this is why. This is why. I'm going to take this song because although it is a hot garbage mess to listen to when it's not, <laughs> it's not super enjoyable all the time. I like that Yoko Ono had a uh, big influence on the Beatles, especially in that tune. It's a psychedelic um, soundscape. Um, it's it, it's you know it's kind of got the auto auto destruction art going on. It's like all taped tape effects. And yeah, stuff. tape effects loops. It's a lot of Yoko and John. Um, also, a lot of George. George was heavily involved in making Revolution Nine with uh, John and Yoko. Um, I like it. I just, I mean, as far as like a piece, you know what I mean? It's not, obviously it's not a great melody, but at the same time, it's got a lot to do with like, um, you know, two virgins and, uh, the wedding album and, um, avant-garde music and the whole. So I think it, as much as everybody's like, oh, the Beatles did everything for pop music. They also did a ton for, uh, avant-garde music. And that's one of the, uh, main pieces that probably influenced people for years to come especially in terms of like tape delay and uh all that good stuff so there's there's something there's something good to say about a difficult song luke can take a hard-earned rest just ease your mind i'd like to say i really uh i really liked all the songs i got yeah we'll we'll read them out i'd like to thank the academy you you got two choices now yeah sorry bro i'm going with cry baby cry god damn it (laughs) sorry (laughs) oh the biggest upset of the day is jeffrey may getting stuck with the worst song on the record (laughs) ringo stars don't pass me by second worst to wild honey pie (laughs) that is of opinion that is gonna (laughs) that's gonna affect his season long term Uh, but we'll see what happens i might have to leave that one on the cutting room floor (laughs) yeah (laughs) we we just talked about ringo stars best singing that is, it's, I hate it. The piano, the out of tune, it sounds like three pianos are happening. <laughs> yeah, it's, three it's, pianos it's, are it's, out of tune. So, all right, so we all know I got stuck with, don't pass me by, don't pass me by, no. Um, as, as, as for, go, as good as I love Paul McCartney's, uh, like, you know, um, faux southern accent on Rocky Raccoon, I do not oh, no. like because they tried to give him like a, a country song and it yeah, just turns terrible. out like it's like it, I don't know it sounds horrible it sounds like a polka band doing country music yeah, it's bad it's, I don't know very corny it's bad. not a fan very, I, mean, I think it's yeah maybe it is worse than Wild Honey Pie and I think Revolution 9 because those are clearly just like experiments and don't pass me by is it's like, just all no, no, just no. all out bad no, no, no. this is a song. let's do let's do another take <laughs> it's like why <laughs> why why just no why yeah. Yeah. Look, they had time to do another take of that song, and they didn't. So you know, th- there's that. Yeah. I hear you. All right. Any any other general thoughts before I, I'll read down our lists? Uh, no. I think let's let's hear them. Let's hear it. Let's hear All it. Right. So on my on my white my on my off white album, <laughs> we're gonna and this we'll just do regular sequence like we picked them, fifties style how they made albums. Put the hits up front and put the schlop on the bottom. While my guitar gently weeps, back in the USSR, Obla di Obla da, Helter Skelter, Julia, Mother Nature's Son, Revolution One, Blackbird, Honey Pie, Don't Pass Me By. 
Wow. Great album. Pretty Great good album. sequence. Pretty reflective. Good hits. Great days. oldies. Love it. All right. Um, Michael's Happiness is a Warm Gun. Pew, pew. I will. <laughs> Savoy Truffle. Glass Onion. <laughs> Bungalow Bill. Yeah, baby. Birthday. Long, long, long. Everybody's got something to hide except for me and my monkey. Piggies. And cry, baby, cry. I hate your white yeah. album. I hate it so much. It's like the double black album. It's the ba- it's the it's the the puke green album. Oh my god, Jeff's, it's onion color. Jeff's uh, yeah, I was like, uh, Jeff's was like, yeah, absolutely. Yours, I was like, Ugh. all right, coming in with Luke's Luke's album. This is like a seafoam green album. <laughs> Martha, my dear, Martha, dear Prudence, your blues. Rocky Raccoon, I'm so tired. Why don't we do it in the road? Sexy Sadie, Wild Honey Pie, Good Night, and Revolution Nine. Wow, I like that. Wow, not bad. Very Lenin. Not bad. I have. I think we have strong lineups going into spring break. Very. <laughs> no, I mean uh, spring training. Jesus Christ. <laughs> going in spring break. <laughs> Go to Cancun. What are you fucking? What are you, Polly Shore? Yeah. <laughs> Right. You've got a, enough water, bro. To the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. All right. A very successful draft. I very think much so. Very, very reflective on our own individual tastes. Love it. I think so. Love yeah. It. That was a lot of fun. We're gonna. Uh, I was when you were uh, going up to the bathroom. Jeff and I were talking about uh, maybe doing that with the wall because that's also a <laughs> huge tracked album. And I think an album that the three of us can all agree on that we don't really like it very much. So it should be interesting. There's some good tracks on it, but like I think with the with the Beatles album, like there's some more. filler. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll have to decide on the next one to do an album draft. But this uh, this was this was uh, successful. Next season will be uh, good for the league. Wow, this is good you. for the league. Wow, really good for thank the you. league. You know, in these tough in these tough <laughs> I'm times, I'm real proud of all the boys. In these tough times, the X's and the O's, the Jims and the Joes. Yep. That's what yeah, it's all that's about. It. You know, we just go out there, we give 110%. You know, we do what we can. You know, just to, just live life one yard at a time. Yeah. You know, I'd like to thank uh, God, my mom, my dad. <laughs> and onions. Um, and, onions. <laughs> and onions. Walruses, <laughs> strawberry fields, and the like. Um, cool. Well, I would say that was successful, guys. That was a lot of fun. Yep. That was um, a lot of fun. Uh, before we end, real quick, same old segment. Luke, what have you been listening to lately? Um... NRBQ. <laughs> uh, well, now we know who put the garlic in the glue. Uh, I got their new, wild honey pie came up early for a reason. I got their newer release from earlier this year, a double live album called Tune On Tune In. Um, I kind of I was staying away from like the newer version of the band because um, I didn't you know think it had like the same kind of merit, but um, I really really uh got into this record and i really like it um it plays really well it's like got some good like mellow jamming on it like nothing's like super heavy on it um great singing great playing um and yeah just great song selection like i they do like uh uh was it don't worry baby by the beach boys but um they don't like go for it they do it like in a way that's like they could actually do it without you know what i mean because that's a very hard song to do um, but yeah, I've been listening to that quite a bit. Um, and I also spun, uh, some Pink Floyd the other day. Oh, I, I spun that this morning. I spun some Pink Floyd yeah. recently too. Yeah. Nice. I, I did the, uh, Wish You Were Here album. 
I went dark side. I got that. Yo. I, went, I went animals. Oh, we all did Ooh. different albums. I got um, I got that repress. I wish you were here at Target for like seven dollars. What? Yeah, like the nice How one. Come, every time Luke goes to Target, he's like, oh, "I found this great album on clearance." Every time I go, nothing's on clearance except for that Beach Boys comp. And even then, it's still like eighteen dollars because it was originally like twenty-seven. You got to scan them. They they don't put new prices on them, but they keep going oh, down. Interesting. Do they have a scanning thing like right there? Yeah, yeah. the scanning thing's over by the books, bro. Anyway, at the Lisbon location. Yeah, at the Lisbon location. Very specific. But um, yeah, I got the album on the repress a while ago. It came with like the cool uh, bag, you know that that repress mm. of it, yeah. and. Uh, Great record. Love the saxophone solo. Every song's great. Dick Perry. Oh, Dick my Perry. God. There's not a sour moment on that record. What an it's amazing so album. I'd say the only snoozer on that album, for I don't me anyway, is Welcome to the Machine. I'm not a huge fan of that track. But um, other than that. But if you're sitting down, if you're sitting down <laughs> in your house. You're in the machine. You're sitting down in your house. You have the record on. It, you know what I mean? It's not. It's it fits. It's not offensive for me. If I'm in the no, car, I like the song. If I'm yeah. in the car, maybe I'll skip it. But I'm, yeah, I'm just saying. If, if I'm going to skip a tune on that album, it's typically "Welcome yeah. to the Machine." That's the most skipped song on the album. But I feel like same thing. Similarly, I should say similarly with "Dark Side" and "Animals." I typically listen to the whole album in one shot anyway. I love the system. Like if I got my system cranked up and all those like synths are coming in at the end, like the. Yeah, oh my god, I love it. Like, soars across the room and all the different stereos. It's great. Dude, everybody talks about Waters and Gilmore. Rick Wright is oh, the... Oh, yeah. Dude, Richard the, Wright is the MVP. Is, I mean... The, yeah, I mean, Welcome to the Machine... making sports references. Is, yeah. I mean, it's a great song. Just listen. I mean, on the system, crank it. You know what I mean? You get yeah. all that great... Even on great the... Keyboard work. On the most... The harp, Odyssey and stuff. On the yeah. most recent Pink Floyd album release, which was like... The right river. after Richard, yeah, the Endless River. Right after Richard Wright passed away, uh, basically, long story short, David Gilmore had a bunch of random recordings in the vault of him. So he kind of wrote an album around all the previously recorded tracks, unreleased tracks that Richard Wright had recorded. The majority of the album, I'm not a huge fan of on the whole. However, there's a really interesting track that features Richard Wright when he's playing uh, the house organ in the Royal Albert Hall that they they managed to get a, uh, a recording of this. I think it was back when they played uh, the Sid Barrett days when they played Royal Albert Hall. They just when I think before they went to the gig and set all their stuff up. Richard Wright just wanted to play the house organ at the Royal Albert Hall. They just stuck uh, basically just stuck a, a real recording uh, a thing on a recorder on top of the organ and just recorded that track. Uh, and um yeah, I think that's that's a that's a really interesting listen too because it's so old. You know what I mean? It's the Sid Barrett days, so it's not even like it's like Dark Side, uh, Animals. Like it's not that stretch of albums. It's like really really early stuff. So very cool, interesting. Anything else aside from uh, Wish You Were Here and uh, I mean and the Q? I mean, not really. Just playing a lot of NRBQ, tons of it. Yeah, tap dancing bats. Nice. You know, tap dancing bats. Kick me hard. Kick me! I have that on cassette. Yo, yo, it's got a great, great opening tune on that one. Yeah, wacky tobacky. <laughs> and that's that. There it is. Uh, Jeffrey, why don't you tell the people, the good people, what you've been listening to lately? Um, lately I've been listening to uh, Julian Lodge, who is a guitar prodigy, who is, I believe, he's about our age. I think he's like thirty-ish. Yeah. Um, and he's a, I guess you'd say, a jazz guitar player. But he plays in a kind of like brings in the country picking Americana type sound 
um, especially his albums Arclight and Modern Lore. I believe both of those albums are just a trio. It's him on guitar. It's a Telecaster straight into a 50s amp, um, an upright bass player, and a, and a drummer. And You played these for me. There was, I like that. Yeah, he's, I mean, he does, he is the most lyrical, the most lyrical guitar player I've heard in a long time. He astounds me with what he does. Watch any of his live videos, too, because the tone is great, the runs he does, the way he knows the the fretboard um julian lodge l-a-g-e i've also been listening to (laughs) the queen's gambit soundtrack oh so this is that netflix series the mini series that everybody's watching about the um prodigy chess player um i think it's my favorite mini series you know one-off type of tv series i've ever seen i think it's seven episodes it's on netflix check it out it's incredible the story is amazing the costumes and the scenery are incredible and the music is just mind-blowing like it's a lot of those retro 50s and 60s stuff that you know but it's also a lot of those one-hit wonders that just i don't know they just found their way into the recesses of my brain and i've i've downloaded the the soundtrack someone made a playlist on spotify with all the music that they use, and I've just been playing those like fifty songs the past week. Right on. Been... That's that's my favorite music, man. Fifties, sixties, that soul and jazzy type of meeting of rock and pop. I just love that stuff. I've been meaning to watch it, but I keep forgetting, and then watching Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> so. He's like, but this vase costs, guys. I'm really. Oh, they refinished this vase. I'm sorry to tell you, without the refinishing, I'm pretty good at pricing more. antiques. So you got you got <laughs> something you need to know about. You call me. How about you, Mike? What you been listening to? Um, so I found a fucking uh, wicked cool comp. It's called the African Scream Contest. Uh, raw and psychedelic sounds from Benin and Togo in the 1970s. So it's I think I've heard that. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. It's two separate compilations. Can I see it? Uh, yeah, this is what the album cover looks like. It's really really cool. I talked to you about it, of course. As always, I tell Luke they should listen to something, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll listen to it." And then no, I've does. seen this comp. I got six art, <laughs> six Argent records. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> listen, how, I got to get through all this NRBQ. I don't have time for all this, uh, you know, all this stuff. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading blogs last night, guys. I'm like knee deep in rarities albums. Oh, good lord! Um, but yeah, no, this is pretty cool. It's put out by uh, Analog Africa. Um, what's really interesting about this? Uh, what's inter- I say interesting, right? But the whole weird thing about this is that um, th- that uh, Benin and Togo. I feel like um, Benin specifically. Yeah, Benin was uh, both of them really. Uh, were mainly colonized by the French as opposed to, like, because a lot of people, I think, automatically think that it was really, like, the Brits that had a lot of, like, the, well, at least in this case, the South African colonization and stuff. But uh, this is West Coast Africa. Um, Togo and Benin are sandwiched between Ghana and Nigeria. Um, so what was interesting listening to it was the fact that a lot of them are actually singing in French. Mm. So it's it's cool because it's it's super super funky, very like James Brown inspired stuff. Uh, there's a couple of cool tracks on there, even where the guitars themselves are like out of tune, but like it kind of adds to it. I don't feel you know what I mean. It's one of those things like. You know, sometimes when you listen to stuff and the guitars are out of tune, it's like jarring and you're like, ugh. But this, I feel like, was pretty cool because it kind of adds a little bit of, like, interesting flavor to it. Really, really enjoying both of these comps. Um, basically, it was this guy, uh, Sammy Ben Redjib. 
uh, Rajeb, Rajeb, um, but he had already done like a couple of different, um, a couple of different uh, comps and stuff like that. So basically, he, as the story goes, yeah, he traveled to Zimbabwe uh, and spent time uh, just like digging through all these old records that never really saw the light of day, you know, with all these bands from the 1970s uh, from uh, from the West African uh, sort of funk R&B rock scene and stuff. So uh, definitely worth checking out. Sweet. African Scream Contest uh, 1 and 2. Uh, <laughs> and uh, let me think. What else have I been listening to? I mean, obviously, the White Album. I've been kind of going down that. Uh, I already said that, uh, that, like, Pink Floyd, obviously. Um and uh, I would say some Billy Preston. Oh, that's the way God planned it. Uh, like I really like that album. The Kids and Me is another one. And then rounding it off, um, I did some Black Sabbath. Uh, volume four. Oh, I Black got, Sabbath. I, I got, did some Master of Reality yesterday. Oh, of reality. I did I, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, which I feel like is just I I I oh, love I'm, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath. I love that album. Yeah, proggy, weird, interesting. Uh, I just, love I love the acoustic bridge. There. Yeah, like I, in, I mean, the song Sabbath Play Sabbath. Yeah, nobody will ever let you know. Um, the song Sabbath Play Sabbath. Yeah, Sabracadabra. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> Killing yourself to live is a great Jump song. I mean, Fluff Fluff's probably the only song that I don't really. Oh, care it's too, Fluff. Too they named for. it right. But a national acrobat is probably my favorite track on the album. I just think it's just got this like great. So it's just this killer minor key tune it's but yeah i just i, I got like that deluxe box of the paranoid coming in the mail today. oh yeah that's right yeah luke Zabra ordered a deluxe the super deluxe what if, Zabra Zabra! what if zeppelin did a song called like zeppelin bo beplin <laughs> <laughs> like, you know like it's so ridiculous they may as well have it would have been in through the outdoor <laughs> zeppelin bo beplin uh but yeah that's about yeah that's that's pretty much cool. it for me in terms of what i've been listening oh, to n- lately n- new drop came out this past friday if you like kind of out tune guitars but this is on purpose out can do Tune guitars, microtonal music from King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard. Oh new yeah, album came out this Friday. Oh, I didn't even Good know stuff. they they released yeah, a new album. Yeah, I like I, I really like King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard. But anyway, that's what we've been listening to lately. Remember to like and subscribe and all that good stuff. If you're listening to us on I, Apple or yeah, Apple Podcast, iPodcast, whatever the heck it is, uh, feel free to leave a comment too. Like you can rate us and leave comments and stuff. When you do that kind of stuff, it lets the algorithm know that we exist. So make Ooh. sure that you you, uh, if you subscribe. The and album. then if you can just like add some comments. If not, that's all good too. We're just happy that you're listening to it and uh, you enjoy the podcast. Uh, once again, I've been Mike. You find me on Instagram at the Bearded Morrison. Luke is Julius underscore Records. Jeffrey May is Jeffrey May backwards. Yam, your fedge, your fedge. Uh, all on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Enjoy your wild honey pie. Enjoy your wild honey pie. Beatles forever, baby. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Make sure to share, like, and subscribe to the Get in the Garage podcast, now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, and a bunch more. Uh, You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or email us directly at getinthegaragepodcast at gmail.com for any questions or topics you might like to hear us cover. Thanks again, guys. See you next time. Get in the garage.